Hello, Talk Radio. Oh, I'm talking over the, the nice blog talk radio lady. Hello, this is the Mark Horner Show. It's been several years since I've been on the air, and I'm calling back in now to catch up with how things have gone the last several years. It's been an interesting time in the world, and one wonders if this is all just some sort of odd nightmare. But no, I, I've pinched myself a number of times. It's definitely real. And the reason I'm getting on is in part because my therapist has asked me to, and in part because I'm wondering, is there still a desire in me to do this podcast as a regular thing? I did several shows several years ago, and uh, and since then, I've wondered, do I get back into it? Do I not? Do I do it to try to make, try to make some money? Do I do it just for, for amusement, just to talk to people? It's an interesting question. I'm still thinking about it. You'll see no production on this episode of any significance uh, or of any kind, frankly. Uh, no co-host. It'll be just me. And there'll be no calls because this is unannounced and done on my schedule and on my time. So I wanted to start off by saying that um, I thank anyone who's listening for listening. Um, it's an interesting time in the world. Donald Trump somehow became president of the United States, and I could go into a long song and dance about how, but the short answer is Hillary Clinton was the opposition. And frankly, pretty much any Republican would have been, I would have voted for, except Donald Trump. Um, also, except Rick Clinton or Mike Huckabee or some other similar theocrat. And if you'll listen to my shows from a few years back, you'll hear that I do not think Ted Cruz is quite that kind of theocrat. Uh, but that being said, my... <laughs> Opinion of all political figures in the Republican Party, uh, if it could not go lower, has significantly dropped in the last several years. And um, I, if I ever thought I had a political home in the Republican Party, that is now over. So what do I stand for? Well, I stand for a reason and individualism and capitalism. And I wanted to start off with a quote from Ayn Rand, who many of you know I'm a big fan of. And she talked about what she was an advocate of. She said, if I can find the quote, and I want to put it exactly correctly here, I am not primarily an advocate of capitalism, but of egoism. And I am not primarily an advocate of egoism, but of reason. If one recognizes the supremacy of reason and applies it consistently, consistently excuse me, all the rest follows. This, the supremacy of reason, was is and will be the primary concern of my work and the essence of objectivism. Reason in epistemology leads to egoism in ethics, which leads to capitalism in politics. So that's a quote from her, and I think, unfortunately, in recent years, among many people calling themselves objectivists, and I'm not in any position to be taking labels away from people or what have you, but many people have fallen in love with Donald Trump, I think he's Howard Work come to life, presumably because he has orange hair and he's involved in building things. Um, beyond that, I, I don't see the resemblance, but that's my view. Uh, I'm told that I, I just don't understand how things work in the real world. In the, in the real world, Donald Trump is some sort of capitalist hero. So is he? I don't think so. Uh, am I now a leftist? Well, like I said, I voted for any Republican uh, pretty much, except for Trump or Huckabee or Santorum, um, and it strikes me as a pretty odd leftist who uh, will take any Republican, frankly, over Hillary Clinton. 
um, when the dominant criticism of Hillary Clinton on the left is that she is some sort of neoliberal, lickspittle, right-wing, crypto-fascist, etc., etc., horrible, horrible right-wing person, and how we need someone like Bernie or someone even further uh, and more crazy left than Bernie. Um, so no, I, I haven't turned into a leftist, but I have talked more to leftists lately. My friend Maggie uh, and many of her friends have, uh, we've become friendly over the past year since the Trump debacle, and you might ask, well, why talk to those people? What, what's the point? They're beyond hope. They're the enemy. Um, the Republicans are, you know, they, they stink in various ways, but they're the last hope we've got. And the Democrats are, you know, completely awful. And people who support them, completely beyond reason, completely beyond talking to, there's no point in discussing anything with them. Well, the reason I talk to them in part because, is in part because I, I've gotten along with them personally. And, you know, I, I don't believe that it's the case that if, you don't agree with someone on something, you can't be friendly with them. I've been friends with Maggie for many years, and uh, many of the friends that I've made through her I've been friendly with now for many months and have met in person and find them perfectly charming and kind and decent people. Uh, when the subject turns to politics, it can get a little dicey. But that being said, I, I was, you know, I was long of the view that the people on the the, the right and the many uh, libertarians and conservatives and uh, self-described objectivists were, you know, we were the good guys. And um, how many of those people have not just said, I'll take Trump over Hillary, which, like I said, I'd have voted for most any Republican over Hillary. I respect that. I understand that. I don't, I don't like the Democrats. I don't like the leftists. Um, I don't like the quote-unquote social justice warriors and the uh, overwhelming uh, political correctness, if you'll pardon the expression, um, that says that are, there are certain ideas that we just can't discuss, that they're just off-limits, um, that they're, you know, to hold them or even to consider them seriously as racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobic, and otherwise verboten and out. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't approve of any of that. I'm open to discussing anything. I'm open to... It. Any idea, as long as it's based in reason, as I said before, um, reason is the, the primary, and the supremacy of reason trumps, if you'll put in the expression, trumps everything else. So I'd, I'd like to go by reason, and the fact of the matter is, blind adherence to Trump and whatever he does and how he plays four-dimensional chess and understands everything better than all of us, um, sideline, you know, complaining academic type intellectual elites, if you'll, yes, the elites, yes, uh, horrible leftist elites um, who think that you have to have thought out principles as opposed to just uh, emotional uh, expressions of rage and other unpleasant and ugly emotions on Twitter as the way and the basis for which you govern. That, that, is, that is how Trump operates. And um, that's not rational. Call it many things. Say that it fights the left. Say that it's, you know, say a lot of things about it. Rationality is not what it is. So I talked to leftists because I found that many rightists of various kinds, if we want to even use the term left and right anymore, which is arguably not a great idea, uh, that leftists are uh, individuals. And that rightists are individuals, and just as we can say, well, there's conservatives and libertarians and objectivists and various subgroupings within all of these, the same is true on the left. They're not all just, you know, drooling beast monsters with 
a desire to destroy everything. Now, that may be true of the leadership and the political class and many of the people who call themselves that, but many of them are just, frankly, afraid of Donald Trump. And just as many of us have been afraid of Hillary Clinton and can understand, you know, despite not supporting Trump, how you can vote for Trump, well, how you could vote for the Democrats, despite not thinking they're the greatest in all ways. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm pleading, I'm pleading to people to treat people as individuals, to go by reason and not feelings and not emotions, and to talk with people who are open to reason. Now, what, what is it to be open to reason? That's, that's a complicated subject that I'm not going to be able to get into in this short podcast, but suffice it to say, I don't think Trump's modus operandi is rational, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it rational. So the last thing I want to get into, and this will be a short podcast today because I'm just sort of touching back, touching base, touching back uh, in with this world of podcasting, seeing if it's going to go anywhere, getting some feedback from aforementioned therapists and friends and whoever else might be listening out there, uh, is how would I grade Trump? It's interesting because you have to grade grade on a curve, I'm afraid, in politics. You know, compared to the ideal, I'd give him an F minus and an F triple, quadruple minus on these two realms, these two um, axes that I'm going to grade him on. But I'm going to grade on a curve. And what I'm going to grade him on is relative to generic Republican that I would have supported for president. So as far as grades go, I've got two... Uh, two criteria which by which I'm going to judge him. The first would be policy, which is basically what has he done relative to what I expected um, a generic Republican would do in his shoes. And in that regard, I'd put him somewhere around a B. Um, and the reason I give him a B is looking at it, uh, what, what, what would a generic Republican do? I, I'd imagine, you know, the idealized version of Ted Cruz that a lot of people supported in the last election. I voted for him in the primaries, but I would have, I would not have expected um, him in doing what actually people thought he was going to do, some sort of rollback of the 20th century welfare regulatory state and all that other jazz, uh, that would have been an A grade. And an F grade would have been uh, if he had basically made all the deals with the Democrats and said, you know, I'm just the guy who's going to get things done and compromised everything in order to be loved and popular and essentially sold out the Republican Party completely. Uh, and then a C would have been um, somewhere in between those. So the reason I give him as high as a B uh, is that basically my expectations were somewhere in the DF range, and he, I have been pleasantly surprised. I, the Supreme Court nomination was pretty good one in Gorsuch. Uh, basically, Trump seems relatively hands-off on policy and is basically leaving everything to the Republicans. I was also terrified of He's going to institute tariffs because he only understands international trade through winning and losing, and he thinks if we win, they lose, when actually international trade is a win-win relationship, as all relationships ideally should be. But Trump, of course, is not – I don't think he's capable of understanding things on that level. But that being said, the tariffs did not go up. The wall has not been built, um, and a lot of – all of the things I feared most from him have been rhetorical, and that leads me actually to my second second axis of grading, which would be uh, 
basically how he has been as a president, not just as the head of the government in the policy realm, which, like I say, is a, I, w- I would say is pleasantly pleasantly surprised, roughly, a, a, a B, a, a fine, not horrible, not, not great, but, you know, I think this is a good, what a good generic Republican would probably have done, but then, of course, this is what takes all his way. He gets an F minus as head of state, um, and a triple minus. I don't know how many minuses you can give, but uh, part of the job of the president is to, no matter what we think on policy, no matter how we disagree, is to try to unite the country, uh, to represent us in the world in a way that's not shameful or embarrassing or risking getting us into an unnecessary war or otherwise just being a complete parody of everything awful about America. And on that score, he's a miserable failure. Um, the only thing, I guess, saving him from, you know, me adding several more minuses to that and to try to register my disapproval is he hasn't yet gotten us into a nuclear war. However, he is taunting Kim Jong-un uh, with uh, threats about buttons and how his nuclear button works, and that's really reassuring, I have to say. Uh, this is just beyond unpresidential. Um, it, it, it's a disaster. It's a catastrophe. I can't think of... I mean, there are so many horrible words I could use to describe how embarrassing it is that this is our leadership. And the fact is, Trump was given a mandate... Uh, I would say two mandates. One was don't be Hillary. Well, as soon as he won, uh, he fulfilled that mandate. And I would say the other mandate would probably um, be make America great again. Well, no matter what he does on the policy front, I don't see how you can make America great again if you make it impossible for people to talk to each other, for people to understand each other, and everything just becomes a war uh, of irrational screaming between, you know, supposedly the good guys, the Republicans are supposedly the good guys, and the, the left are the bad guy. Um, but um, frankly, we're all Americans, and I don't, I don't think a, a civil war at this stage is going to lead to anything good for anyone. Uh, I don't think damning elites and people who have brains and have thoughts and opinions, uh, which is basically what the whole Trump campaign seems to be, is. The establishment, the problem with them is they think too much, they have too many principles, they have too much in the way of brains, and it, it stops them from just going with their guts and feeling stuff and just doing. Uh, well, feeling and just doing, like I said, at best, I'd give him the B on the policies, you know, he's doing a little better than I might expect a generic Republican, but mostly because he hasn't done much and just left it to Congress. Um, and the Supreme Court nomination was good, considering what you'd expect from a Republican. But uh, everything else matters. It matters a lot. It matters that our civic discourse is fractured, that we can't talk to each other anymore without dueling incredulity and screaming and shouting and uh, assumption that the other person just can't be rational because how could they be? Well, fact of the matter is lots of people are demonstrating irrationality to various degrees lately. And it should really end. Uh, people need to try to be better. Try to be better than the president, who is leading the way the wrong way. Exactly 180 degrees the wrong way. 180 degrees, excuse me. So that was a sort of stink consciousness. Uh, I could say more, but uh, I think that 
pretty much covers it for now. I wish everyone a happy 2018. Hopefully better than the last couple of years have been for all. And what else can I say? I, I could, like I said, I could say a lot more. Blog talk has a 30-minute limit. I have other things I need to do today, but um, I make no promises going forward on level of production of the show, how often, what subjects will be discussed. I just wanted to say I am back in some degree or other, and it won't be another five years before you hear from me again. You can also check me out on Facebook. My name is Cormes, K-O-R-M-E-S. If you've already found me on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, you already know how the spelling goes. So I think that's all for today, and I will talk to you all another time. Have a good one.